last week on the hazelnuts remember oh my did you say pizza and other stuff yeah did you mm -hmm. i am glad i have a few minutes to get in here and talk about pizza or i would be giving you a pizza my mind <laughs> adore pizza adore pizza adore pizza yeah like we get it our exclusive pizza sauce a pinch of salt a touch of parmesan grated cheese mozzarella cheese a little oregano and into the oven it goes pizza this week debbie talks about making pizza i demonstrate a cauliflower pizza crust and how it tastes all kinds of things coming up on the hazelnuts as it continues for you now i have to say i have learned a lot about it and the way that i adore it is not so much what is your run-of-the-mill pizza that's out there. I like a lot of that too. Sometimes it's okay. But wow, do I adore pizza. Now, I want to say a couple of things about how easy it is to make it. If you want, you can find crusts already, such as Boboli, or you can use pita bread, and you can use English muffins, and you could, you could go to your bakery at your store and have them slice your pizza, have or slice a loaf of bread lengthwise, and have big um, slabs of bread and use that for pizza. And you can buy pizza sauce, pizza squeeze, I believe is one. There are other kinds of pizza sauces already. They're thicker than your typical tomato sauce, marinara, spaghetti sauce. Um, although I make my sauce pretty thick and I have used it on pizza. Actually, I have learned to like some of the gluten-free crusts now. In the beginning when I had it, oh Lord, they had no flavor. Some of them tasted like cardboard. And I am just as finicky as the next person. And some of the gluten-free cookies and things out there tasted horrible. But the gluten-free pizzas that I have found, I've made some um, GF Jewels. Dot com has great pizza dough and lots of other gluten-free uh, kinds of doughs and or mixes for dough. Um, but there are restaurants, Uncle Matteo's, if you ever get to get to one. Well, what I learned to get and to make is instead of a marinara sauce or a, a, a tomato sauce, to use a garlic sauce or roasted garlic with olive oil on the crust and all kinds of good things. If I get pizza from a mainstream place, I might get bacon and ground beef and other vegetables. Um, and that's even different than your run-of-the-mill. But when I make it, oh my goodness asparagus, mushrooms, spinach, broccoli, cauliflower, onions, bell peppers. Oh my goodness. The big thing is I like to top it with goat cheese. Oh wow, is that delicious. I used to make yeast dough for pizza and then the, the I mean regular with gluten, and then the gluten-free pizza, but I made wonderful pizza. Oh my gosh. It usually is in a 500 degree oven. You can make it thin or thick. It's wonderful. And I've also had breakfast pizza. I have not made it, but I make 
that wonderful quiche. So I think it would be, I mean, when I had breakfast pizza, it had sausage and apples and egg and oh, onions. It was just wonderful on a regular crust. So there is so much out there. Go for it. Get your hands in it. Have fun. Experiment. Um, man, I think I've made it with, I've made pizza with pesto sauce as well. I've made my own pesto and made my own crust. I think that was a crust that I made in the bread machine. I think it was a gluten-free dough that I got from uh, La Garden Bakery, La Garden Grain Free, um, and made pesto sauce. Oh, delicious. Well, I used to get uh, huge bunches of basil, uh, some from my neighbor and some from Trader Joe's, and lots of olive oil, lots of garlic, and I used walnuts instead of pine nuts, but you can... I mean, you can put a lot of good stuff on a pesto pizza. How would you like to submit a recipe to us? Just tell us the recipe you'd like to submit on Twitter at ACB Hazelnuts. That's A-C-B Hazelnuts. H-A-Z-E-L-N-U-T-S. Just tweet us. So excited to have him here this morning. 13 Grammy Awards. Right. Three CMA Musician of the Year Awards. Right. AMA Lifetime Achievement Award. Am I missing some? Mm-hmm, but forget about it. <laughs> I was counting at this yeah. point. We yeah. are. We're very excited to have him here. We welcome. The Big R. You're too, too kind. Hi, guys. I just wanted to talk to you about the pizza that I made last night. It's called a cauliflower crust pizza. And I know you're all going, that sounds terrible. But let me tell you what. If you're trying to watch what you eat, this is just an incredible alternative. And I will go through just a little bit on how I made the crust and then uh, you know how I made it so that it was really, really edible and wouldn't fall apart. And then I'll actually give you the recipe. I'll uh, paste it in here and I'll get the screen reader to read it, and then you can have it for your very own. I encourage you to try this, even though you think it sounds bleh. I encourage you to try it and put whatever toppings that you want. Now, I happen to be a carnivore. Yes, I am a meat eater. I don't care. Shut up. You can put whatever toppings that you like on your pizza. So just treat it like you would a pizza. I'm actually going to eat right on Audio Boo. I tweeted something once. I made some homemade potato chips, and I crunched one. They go, oh, I don't like that. Oh, don't crunch in my ear. That offends me. You know what? I know you're going to listen to it. It really is good. I actually ate this live. I just want you to hear how amazed I was when I actually recorded this live. The first thing you do is take a head of cauliflower, and you don't want it as large as your head. You want it an average size. I personally would like it a little bigger because the pizza that turned out was about a 14-inch, and I could have stood a 16-inch pizza. You grind it up in a food processor, and you want it to come out looking like snow dumped into a bowl. You then steam it for four minutes, and you can steam it right in your microwave or on top of the stove. doesn't matter. When it's done, you take your steamed cauliflower, you put it in, if you have a nut bag, that's cool. Uh, if you don't know what it is, look it up. Or put it through cheesecloth or a towel, wring it out, wring the heck out of it until your muscles are sore. I mean, really wring that water out of there. If you don't, it's going to come out chewy. I got to tell you, for the first time that I tried it, it turned out beautifully. That's really the only tip that I can give you. The rest is up to you. It will be in the recipe. Again, I encourage you to try it. It's, well, 
Here's the demonstration. We'll see you later, everybody. Hmm, so good. I think that phrase is patented. That's our little secret. The pizza, by the way, was an Italian sausage, pepperoni, onions, mushrooms, of course, mozzarella. Here's the demonstration. Be sure and stick around for the recipe. <coughs> so should I start now? No, you can wait a while. If you want to. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now I need to calm down because you just made me laugh again. <laughs> <laughs> See what it sounds like when it's cutting. Sounds like pizza. I'm gonna set the plate down. Ready to take my first taste of the cauliflower pizza. It's great. Is it good? It reminds me of eating a lasagna, sort of. A little softer than pizza crust is, but boy, is it delicious. You'd never know it was cauliflower. It has a um, Italian, because of the Italian seasoning taste, but it has sort of a sweet taste. Success. It's worth every bit of time that one puts into it. I could almost become a vegetarian if it didn't have so much meat piled on it. If somebody told me this was cauliflower pizza, I would never believe them. <laughs> I don't get it! Cauliflower pizza crust, small to medium sized head of cauliflower should yield 2 to 3 cups once processed, 1 slash 4 teaspoon kosher salt, 1 slash 2 teaspoon dried basil, crush it even more between your fingers, 1 slash 2 teaspoon dried oregano, crust it even more between your fingers, 1 slash 2 teaspoon garlic powder, optional. A few shakes of crushed red pepper, 1 slash 4 cup shredded parmesan cheese, 1 slash 4 cup mozzarella cheese, 1 egg optional, 1 tablespoon almond meal, desired amount of sauce, cheese for topping and other toppings, place a pizza stone in the oven or baking sheet if you don't have a pizza stone, preheat oven to 450 degrees, on the cutting board, place a large piece of parchment paper and spray it with nonstick cooking oil, wash and thoroughly dry a small head of cauliflower, don't get one the size of your head unless you are planning on making two pizzas, cut off the florets, you don't need much stem. Just stick with the florets. Pulse in your food processor for about 30 seconds until you get powdery snow like cauliflower. See above photo. You should end up with two to three cups cauliflower snow. Place the cauliflower in a microwave safe bowl and cover. Microwave for four minutes. Dump cooked cauliflower onto a clean tea towel and allow to cool for a bit before attempting the next step. Once cauliflower is cool enough to handle, wrap it up in a dish towel and wring the heck out of it. You want to squeeze out as much water as possible. This will ensure you get a chewy pizza-like crust instead of a crumbly mess. Dump cauliflower into a bowl. Now add 1 slash 4 cup Parmesan cheese, 1 slash 4 cup mozzarella cheese, 1 slash 4 teaspoon kosher salt, 1 slash 2 teaspoon dried basil crush up the leaves even more between your fingers before adding 1 slash 2 teaspoon dried oregano crush up the leaves even more between your fingers before adding 1 slash 2 teaspoon garlic powder not garlic salt and a dash of red pepper if you want I also added 1 tablespoon almond meal because my cauliflower yielded closer to 2 cups of cauliflower snow this is optional and I would not add the almond meal if you have closer to 3 cups of cauliflower snow now add your egg and mix away hands tend to work best once mixed together use your hands to form the dough into a crust on your oiled parchment paper Add it down thoroughly. You want it nice and tightly formed together. Don't make it too thick or thin either. Using a cutting board, slide the parchment paper onto your hot pizza stone or baking sheet in the oven. 
Bake for 8-11 minutes until it starts to turn golden brown. Remove from oven. Add however much sauce, cheese, and toppings you want. I'm not gonna give you measurements for this. You should know how you like your pizza, so go for it. Slide parchment with topped pizza back into hot oven and cook for another 5-7 to seven minutes until the cheese is melted, bubbly, and slightly golden. Test your patience and allow it to cool for a minute or two, probably closer to two. Then using a pizza cutter and a spatula, serve up your delicious grain-free cauliflower crust pizza. If you are using a larger-sized cauliflower, up the eggs to one egg plus one egg white. You want your dough to be sticky. When I make a bigger-sized pizza using more cauliflower, I up the seasonings and the egg, but often leave the amount of cheese the same. Make sure you pat the dough tightly together when forming your crust. It really helps to place the crust on an oiled sheet of parchment paper on the hot pizza stone or baking sheet. Make sure the crust is golden in color before topping it and baking it again. I truly believe cooking it the proper length before topping it helps keep the crust together. Also, I really like the addition of one to two tablespoons of almond meal to the crust mixture. We have several ways you can contact us if you're nutty enough. Email us, hazelnuts at acbradio.org. Leave voicemail on our comment line, 206-350-8763, or on Twitter at ACB Hazelnuts. Hey, Randy, can you believe they want to contact us? <laughs> I just want to say again how much I appreciate all of you. I appreciate your comments, your emails, your tweets. Um, I want to say special hello uh, to a few, uh, Shannon and Jeff and Larry and uh, Marlena and Jason and, um, gosh, I'm trying to think who else has emailed. Uh, Karen. I feel like I'm on Romper Room looking through the magic <laughs> magic mirror, you know. Romper, bumper, really... stomper, boo. <laughs> but I really appreciate and um, all of you who have been listening in real time during the show and the podcast and um, we do want your submissions we want you to contribute we, Dan thank you so much for your oh, contributions yeah. Oh, yeah. and um, thank you uh, you know for your for your enjoyment of the show for all, you know all of you but send in your you know questions requests submissions all those good things mm-hmm. experiences yeah we want to hear and i also wish my gratitude for you guys sending in comments and uh emailing and twittering and audio booming and or however you guys uh get to us i have been on the air for um god only knows why <laughs> eight mm-hmm. you know, ages i've been on doing doing different shows for different people's podcasts and and my podcast, and I, I go on other people's casts, and I'm doing this show. This is just a great, great vehicle for trying to show you guys how we do things as blind cooks. I think it's fabulous. I think ACB is really a great vehicle to uh, put a lot of these shows out there for you guys, and I'm really glad to be on ACB. It's pretty, Yay! pretty cool. ACB Radio, <laughs> I'm very, very proud to be uh, with ACB Radio, and yeah. um, and I just I know that cooking has always been so much fun for me. It's it's a wonderful way to be with friends. It's a wonderful way to to enjoy being uh, with self. It's just a wonderful skill to have, and a wonderful. I mean, I love cooking. I love eating. I love the smell of food when it's cooking. It's magical. So you know, and I know we both just adore cooking. 
Oh, yeah. Hey, hey, how you doing? Oh, I'm doing really good. How did you like the demo I did? It was great. <laughs> Even though I haven't heard it yet, I know it's great. <laughs> All your demos are great. I should have. <laughs> but I want the food to go with it, you know? I should have... Um... Even told you what it was. I just wanted to see what your response was, and you get an A on responsiveness. Well, you know, I figure if I don't get the food, and I haven't heard the demo, and I say, you know, that one is great, then you know, <laughs> eventually, maybe I'll I'll really get like A pluses, and I'll and I'll get I'll get tastes to go along with these great demos tastes yes indeed well it was and don't tell me you don't have any taste <laughs> I mean, they all know that <laughs> welcome to show number four four wow it's wow. amazing that we've lasted it is amazing and that our ratings are what they are <laughs> number four that's to, that's amazing uh, it's because they just like a little comic relief you know yeah who, do, who doesn't like that <laughs> I, I remember when I do the accessible devices, I thought, you know, wow, we made it past one. How exciting. <laughs> and here we are in four already. Wow, this is great. Somebody, a uh, couple people told me they liked the thing about raps that I did. And, and I don't know if you noticed, but when I put that out on email and on Twitter, I talked about rapping and rapping, spelling it differently mm -hmm. both times. Yeah. So I just saw with the big oven app that I have on my phone, the whole thing on sandwiches and wraps. So I, I'm looking forward to going through there and seeing what else I can learn. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's, yeah, that sounds like a good idea. You know, back in the 70s, we all talk about rapping. It's totally Oh, yeah. Totally different. I know it. You know. Have a rap session. Yeah. Yeah. Of course, you remember those days. <laughs> yes, back in the dark and back in the day. Yes, I know. Back when they didn't have confusers. <laughs> confusers. <laughs> oh, man, I know about confusers. Oh, oh yes. I got a new one. <laughs> I know you do. I know you do. I know. New windows. I don't know why they think we need new windows. <laughs> Microsoft thinks you do. I know. <laughs> Talking about the... The learning curve going from seven or eight to ten but you know speaking of learning curve i know that there are people we hear from out there who feel a real steep learning curve about cooking ah i like the way you segued right into that it's isn't like, that great it's like shut up about computers and let's talk about pizza <laughs> Well, I didn't want him to think it was a techie show, you no, know. No, of course not. But I mean, how many people when you taught were you dealing with who were afraid of the kitchen or afraid of cooking, afraid of the heat, all kinds of things. Well, they went from being afraid of the kitchen to afraid of me and the kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's a good question. There were so many instances where students didn't know uh they had spatial issues. Oh, yeah. Moving from point A to point B in the you know, within the kitchen. Now, granted, the kitchen was big, but, you know, they would, uh, their spatial issues would interpret, like, just moving <clears throat> from the left side to the right sink is the, and that, that was an issue sometimes. And I'm imagining people listening to this and saying, oh, that's me. That's me. You and, know? And that's because... okay, though. Right. That's all right. Yeah. Just, you just have to yeah. teach them a different way of doing things. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm sure you did. Oh, yeah. I'm oh, sure, sure you did. Yeah. Um, another issue was they had problems <clears throat> flipping over grilling sandwiches, you know, and flipping them over. I remember mm -hmm. I remember one instant, 
instance, this um, the student uh, did a flip of a grilled cheese cheese sandwich. It flipped up, and I caught I caught it. <laughs> How did so I? You really flipped it, boy. How did I do? Uh, you did okay. You got it flipped anyway. Chief. She was flipping out, man. Oh man, <laughs> but it, I'm I'm so used to handling hot foods. I can, I mean, I do so much with my hands mm-hmm. that it yeah. it's no issue for me to turn hot foods over at all. If I'm on the outside grill, I will put my now. All right, don't try this, ladies and gentlemen, unless you have really are experienced with with cooking. But I'll I will you know be at the grill and I will put my thumb underneath a piece of chicken or, or steak or whatever it is, you know, before I'll put the spatula underneath it. And I, that, that, my methods are a little bit weird, I suppose. Oh, I do somebody. stuff like that. Yeah. But, you know, I drink hotter beverages than a lot of people. They'll say, oh, my God. So do I. How can you do that? I, I drink just do coffee that. right out of the, you know, yeah. K-cup K coffee machines. Uh-huh. I drink it right out of the cup right after it comes out of the... <laughs> I, thought you were gonna, <laughs> no, I, I put my head right down underneath it. Let it roll in there. You know. <laughs> Is that what you were thinking well, I was going to say? Yeah, that's what I, I just let it drip say. into my mouth. <laughs> no, not I can't quite. Drink that fast. <laughs> Seriously, oh, though, I can well, drink at well, about 192 degrees. I think. Um, wow. Yeah. Well, I I know that I can. You know, handle and taste, drink hot things and all that. And I know that when I did, I did hot stone massage a lot for a while. And I was, you know, handling those stones. And and I remember knowing that a lot of it was from being comfortable with the oven and the stove. Ah. I know we talked about talking about... smooth cooktops and... Um, well, and you, and thinking, you and I did. You and I did. We never talked about it on the about air. That. I'm thinking about that right now. Um because we're talking a little bit about the heat. And I um, I wonder, I would love to hear from listeners, how many of you are comfortable at the stove? And if you are, what kind of burners do you prefer? Mm-hmm. Um, I uh, always had the regular kind of burners that had all those little, I don't know, ridges and co- or coils. You're talking about electric and- stoves? The what? The electric electric stoves? stoves? Yeah. Yeah, the coils and, that you can plug right in. They, they, yep. they can unplug and plug in. Yep, I know exactly. Yeah, and thing. it makes it easy for cleaning. Mm-hmm. But I, I used to think that I would not be able to handle a smooth cooktop stove. And then when I found out I could, I was just like, wow, this is, this is great. And now I prefer it. Now, let me tell you my experience with the stoves of that type. Um I was the same way that you were. And uh, what I would do is uh, I'd go over to the burner control and I'd click it just a fraction of a second. And then I'd put my hand down there and see which burner was hot. And then I could center it easier. I, now I don't do that anymore. I just turn the burner on while, when the pot is on there, while, while, the, mm-hmm. cook, while the cooking vessel is on there. <laughs> <laughs> And it's uh, no issue for me to center it on the burner. Right. Yeah, I just kind of have my hands above where the heat is and am centering. If I don't feel any heat on one side, well, then I move it yeah. over so that there is heat. And it's you know? so automatic and, now, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. it is. Yeah. It's a, a kind of a sensing of distance. Mm-hmm. And I love um, how easy it is to clean. And also, 
how when there's no food being cooked on it, it's another surface. Yeah, well, you know, I I agree with you, but the household here uh, thinks that the surface uh, is a you know place to make peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. Oh no, and it doesn't get cleaned up good. No, 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 no. But if I want another place to put some groceries while I'm unpacking them or something like that, oh, oh, sure. You know, it's great. But oh no, and no if, peanut butter. And if you do that, please remember that you've done that. Don't turn oh. on the burners and. Oh my oh, God! You will. I I did that once. I made cake. And um, I was making a bunch of stuff for somebody who was going away, and I left it in the oven. And I went to preheat the oven the next morning, and I forgot that I had left that in there. Oh, man. We've all done it. <laughs> and also, have you, ever, have you ever preheated the oven, and then when you went to put something in, have you automatically turned the oven off and not known that you did that? I haven't done that one. <laughs> But what I have done, turned the oven on, and luckily the whatever vessels that I had in there had handles that didn't, it didn't matter with the heat. Because oh. usually when I turn the oven on, it's usually, usually, usually is 350. Yeah. Which is something that they can take. And then what I'll do is I'll reach in to put whatever, you know, a pan of cookies or whatever in the oven. Mm-hmm. Or cake or whatever in there, and I'll have a whole oven full of dishes. Oh my God! Uh, you know that I've put in the oven for whatever reason. Some and, people use their oven and their dishwasher for storage. Right, and I and I shouldn't do that. <laughs> so it's like just because we're doing a cooking show doesn't mean I do everything perfectly at all. I mean, this is, so I try to make sure that I don't do that because if I do, I have to take out the hot <clears throat> vessels and set them on the on the yeah. stove. And usually, you know, you've got couple of things going on the burner so you're trying to find a place to set the hot pans and you can't because you yep. got the top cooking yeah you know? and i i don't like to use the oven for um storage because i don't want to have to take it all out but yes, there's I another know. question we have a debate here in this house when you bake do you like to bake in the middle or the bottom of the oven i prefer well i i like the middle mm -hmm. i don't care for bottom cooking uh mm -hmm. as a rule I don't even know why I. I like the middle. Okay. So as long as you agree with me, that's right. <laughs> I wouldn't dare not. <laughs> You're what keeps the show on the air. I mean, oh, after all. <laughs> you are. You are. You are. Oh man. <laughs> so I. Uh, <laughs> so I would not. Um, I don't usually, as a rule, like to cook on the bottom. Me either. I. I don't know. I've just always preferred the middle. I keep one rack. Um, up closer to the top, but I, I have the other one, or do I do it that way? Or I have one in the middle and one at the very bottom, but I prefer, I prefer to use the one in the middle. That's well, mostly what I do. Well, I've got these silicone cutting. They're like a big pad that you can cut down to <coughs> fit on your bottom shelf. And I use that so that it catches drippings and stuff. So oh, I, that's good. So I really don't use the bottom one for anything okay. except catching drippings or juices or whatever. So that's, that's what a I great use. idea. It is. Yeah. I have foil sometimes at the bottom. Same kind of deal. Yep. Sounds very similar. Yeah. yeah. I don't know how we got on this <laughs> I don't know, this subject, but... but I love parchment paper. I do too. I just think I do too. It's but... great. Oh, I know it is. I I had a dish one time and it was wrapped, fish wrapped in parchment and it was so good. I said, Can we run that through the Xerox machine? <laughs> <laughs> 
fish and all because it was such a good dinner. Right? It was such a good dish. I figured, yeah, you know, let's make a copy of this. Now but for... then I made um, uh, my friend Jason gave me a recipe for some kind of fish with spices wrapped in parchment. Mm. And I baked them in that. And then toward the end, I um, stuck them under the broiler for five minutes. And oh, man, I mean, I just love cooking in parchment. I love baking on parchment. Mm -hmm. It's great. Now I'm going to segue again. Well, but wait, before you segue and lose me okay. completely. <laughs> I won't. I won't. Let's, let you, you forget my age. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I think I'm older than you are, aren't I? No. No, I don't oh, think. okay. No, you're in November, right? I'm in May. Yeah. See, all right. You're, see, you're the older see, one. I, I, see, I even remember <laughs> what month you're in. <laughs> I know. I'm impressed. Yeah, I should be. Let's see. I've got an I'll throw that little piece of paper away. <laughs> Explain. Let's explain what parchment paper is. Yes. Well, it is this wonderful. I don't know exactly what it is, but it's it's this wonderful paper um, that's parchment. <laughs> yeah, and it comes on a roll, or I guess you can also buy it on as sheets. Mm -hmm. And didn't they used to actually write on it, or they may still? Well, that was probably a little before our time, but <laughs> <laughs> they used a, a, a quill. <laughs> Well. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, that would be like in the 30s, really seriously. I guess probably they did use that quill and the, you know, I used to yeah. see desks that had the ink, like uh -huh. little ink wells and stuff at school. <laughs> yeah, it, parchment. It, I love it's it. It's wonderful stuff. It's way better than tinfoil because nothing, you put whatever you want. Uh, my favorite is bake a cake in parchment paper. Oh, and yeah. Then if it's a sturdy cake or whatever. You could just take it right out. Turn it upside down and lift that parchment paper right off. Yeah, or know, can't yeah. you just have enough at the ends and yep. uh, kind of pick it up slide out, it out of the pan? Slide it over. Yeah. And that will work for can... brownies or whatever. Uh-huh. And put it on the on the cookie sheets yep. and mm -hmm. uh, use it with for cookies or... There you go. Yeah. Uh-huh. I love it. It's great. Good for muffins. Mm -hmm. parchment paper oh just so so good it's great yeah so, it really is anybody that hears this and the sound of our voices run right out and buy some parchment paper buy some parchment paper yeah just really you know like go to your stores and all of a sudden they'll be like oh my god we need more of this on the show all these blind people running for parchment paper <laughs> <laughs> well my segue that i have in mind still works okay go so, for it Go for do it. you ever use a pizza stone? Do I have, you? I haven't lately. We have a pan. It's a pizza pan. One side of it is uh, for thin pizza. You turn it over, and the side goes way up for a thicker crust. Wow! I like it. I want one of those. And uh, you can get those on QVC.com. QVC, QVC. Okay, and that's good. Does it have holes in it? No, this story does, but. <laughs> <laughs> pans do have holes right this does not um the right. the ones that i have <laughs> the ones that have holes in it is great for like a frozen pizza crust thank god we're back on to pizza again see yeah, that was the I, same I, I like that. that great i really want to talk about pizza i really do well yeah let's do it and see you know okay. pizza is often round so we just went in circles you know it's great yeah that's that's a marvelous segue I know you can make square pizza too if you sure, want, sure but you could. I mean, yeah, yeah. All right, well, <laughs> I adore pizza, as we know. We do we know. <laughs> oh, we do know that. Now, 
the pizza stone, I wanted to just elaborate a little bit. Yeah, I've used them a lot when I had broke. <clears throat> I had one that broke too. Yeah. Yeah, they, they break. They can break. Well, just under circumstances, they can just break. But they're yeah, great. and they they're used great. to say you could just keep it in the oven or something. I was like, really? Yeah, I, hmm. I don't know. I wouldn't, but yeah, yeah. On my trigger grill, they say that you can fire smoke your pizzas. Oh, I have had wood fire or oh, I've yeah. had it. Yeah, just not at home. Oh my god, yeah. Oh man. So let's talk about mm. the different kind of pizzas that we've had. Um, oh, a long, long time ago, I was uh, camping, <clears throat> and this friend. You know how you yell from one campsite to another, hey, you want to try a really interesting pizza? (laughs) Sure, I think it would be great. And we uh, had our 12-ounce cans of beer at the time, and we all (laughs) walked over to this place, and they were turning out pizzas like you couldn't believe, and they smelled just incredible. Mm. And these pizzas were big, round pizzas, heapola sausage, kielbasa, different kinds of cheeses, and believe it or not, you're going to just, I don't know what you're going to do with this one, but... Heaped with sauerkraut. Oh wow! And and I'm German, so I'm I'm really you used really to. You really love that, I, I bet. I do. Wow! And so the pizza was uh, just covered with vegetables and sauerkraut oh, and stuff, and it wow. was fire baked on this pizza oh. stone. Oh man! Oh, was it good? <laughs> oh, I still remember it like thirty years later. <laughs> oh, it was good. Different types of pizzas. Oh, oh my! Well. I had one restaurant I used to love to go to. They had shrimp and garlic pizza. Okay. It was, oh, it was so good. Oh. And they, <laughs> they used to say, oh, Debbie's here. And they would bring out this shaker of garlic. Oh. And they would laugh at me as I was putting garlic on, more garlic on that pizza. And it was so good. And then one day I went to go there and they closed yeah. and they hadn't, well, you they ate didn't up even all the, call and you ate up all the garlic. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, they didn't ask my permission. Oh. <laughs> oh, that was so good. Somebody said, you have to come have lunch at the Maple Street Mansion. I said, okay. I went there and I tried their pizza. And I got so hooked on that pizza. And I used to ask them, can I have the recipe for the crust? Or can I have your recipe? Well, they wouldn't give it. It was a secret. And um, people said it was Chicago style um, because it was a deep dish pan pizza crust, real deep crust. And it had the cheese on the crust. And they still, they. I mean, I was there for two years and they would not give that later on they gave it to me but it wasn't correct what they gave me oh, I, I made know. one made one like it once that was really good but anyway one time i was going home on um probably christmas break or something and it was, this was before everything was searched i went and i got a cooler and a bag of ice and i bought three pizzas <laughs> and i wrapped them up in in like two slices in a in a um little packet and um, had all three pizzas in this this ice chest. Took it on the plane, and they were like, you know, what's in there? I said, pizza. <laughs> mm. And I took it home, and I gave it to people. I said, tell me what is in this. Well, people said, were like, oh, you know, it must be the water they use, and it must be, you know, maybe it's the flour. They nobody really could figure it out. It was so good. Mm-hmm. It was really, really good. Oh, Years later, I made one that was pretty close, though, with my bread machine. But 
you know, it's it didn't come out quite the same every time, but oh man, was that one heck of a good pizza. There are certain things that you cannot duplicate. They, mm-hmm. they just are. <laughs> um, one of them, one of the pizzas that I really liked was, uh, <clears throat> believe it or not, a Godfather's pizza. What's that? Uh, well, Godfather's is, is or was a chain. I don't know if it's still oh, around okay. or not. And, you know, when you go to chains, you can you, you kind of go, oh, you know, that's a chain pizza. I don't mean it's made from chain, but it's, <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, yeah. you know, yeah. known throughout the country, like, mm-hmm. uh, uh, you know, Pizza Hut or, right. yeah. or, or Domino's or whatever. But Godfather's mm. was kind of that, okay. that ilk, kind of. And they were more regional, mm-hmm. I think. They had this whole wheat pan-style crust pizza. And mm-hmm. one I wanted a double cheese. Got just came back from a trip, and I really was starving to death. And they <laughs> said, no, we aren't. We won't do that because our toppings are just too thick as it is. And, it, you know, you would be satisfied with it. I've never had one of their pizzas before. But when it came, it, it came with that whole wheat pan-style oh. crust. And more toppings than I've ever seen in that pizza. Oh. And I looked at it and I went, my dear God. <laughs> that's, all I could, that's all I could say, you know, because it was so, oh. such an impressive pizza. I love it when there are a lot of toppings. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I love to do that with vegetables, mm-hmm. lots of vegetables and goat cheese. And mm-hmm. oh, California Pizza Kitchen has some really nice... But they don't, they're not piled like I, I like. I have had really good ones in different places. Whole Foods, um, one time I was at somebody's house and they went and got this. I mean, I'm not vegetarian, but I do love vegetables on pizza. Same, and they had, same here. they had a beautiful one that was just deep and piled high with vegetables. Oh, is that good? Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm. So if I were to ask you, before I ask you this question, let me just start out by saying in the in the late 50s <laughs> uh pizza has come a long way oh yeah it um, sure has from picking it up in your local <laughs> store um and in the 60s and 70s and 80s and 90s we'll, we'll jump from the 90s to today even <laughs> so when i is this serious uh I'm serious. When I would get a, like a Geno's out of the freezer, I, I, <laughs> I didn't want the whole thing. It was so frozen. I'd just break it in half. Oh, wow. And I would put it in the oven, you know, half of it in the oven because it was just me at the time mm-hmm. when I was a kid. And uh, I would bake it and I ate it and I hated it. It was just horrid. The pizza crust was awful. The flavors <laughs> of the sauce was bad. The vegetables were almost non-existent, and it was just a terrible pizza. And if Gino's is listening, well, you you know yourself what what they were like. Oh, it, you know, and as a, I mean, for a while, I remember thinking they were pretty good. But you know, as a kid, I did not like pizza. I they said pizza pie, mm-hmm. and I thought that doesn't taste like any pie mm-hmm. I know of. And I would I would eat people's crusts. They would give me their crusts. Now I didn't like the crust of bread if it was not toasted. I didn't like I would eat my sandwich and I would eat anything but the crust. Weird. But if it was toasted, I would eat it. But pizza, I would eat their crusts and I didn't care. But I remember them mostly I think they mostly ate cheese pizza mm-hmm. back then. Back in the college days, that's all you could <clears throat> afford was cheese pizza. 
Yeah. You know, and yeah, it was that's just true. like, okay, well, it's a cheese pizza. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Today, there are so many good brands out there, and I'd like to talk about a couple of them and see if you, I would love to. See if you, yeah. if you either have had them. All right, number one. I, I um, came across this pizza probably uh, maybe a year and a half ago. And it's very thin and it's loaded with toppings. And I'm not going to spell it because I'd never remember how it's spelled. I, I think that I will say it and you'll be able to look it up. You'll be able to do search on this fairly easy. But one of my favorite is one called, and I mentioned this on my podcast. Um, we were talking about electronics, but there was a there's a site out there called Directions for Me, which is a wonderful Yes. And it's down, as, I, as we're talking, it's August 6th and it's down right now, but I but they're coming back. Oh, but I was on good. with Byron Lee talking. Um, yes, Byron's with, great, isn't he? Though, yeah, Did you hear he's that, a Byron? Person. Byron and Lee and I and the, and the gang were talking about pizzas, and uh, I I wanted him to find uh, the uh, directions for me with Bellatoria's. And uh, oops, I said the name. Anyway, the name is Bellatoria. And I, I I did remember to look for that one day, and so far haven't found, haven't found it, it. Oh, I hope you do. I hope I can find it. It's so really good. I mean, um, you. I think today you can almost. I'm kind of stepping out on a limb here, but you can almost get a pizza that tastes like a restaurant pizza, almost, out of your freezer. It's that good. Yeah, uh, I like some of California Pizza Kitchens. Mm-hmm. Now is that a, is that a pizza that you send for or? No, no, no. You can find them in the grocery store. Okay. Okay. KP California Pizza Kitchen is a nice chain restaurant and they have pizzas in the grocery store i've never seen one um oh yeah one. they have great salads and oh really nice food okay some of them abbreviated like uh ckp but i think if you looked for california pizza kitchen you'd know if you had any in your area okay another one that i like is one called Lotsa matza pizza oh that sounds good i and have never heard of that either it, they are like eight or nine inches and you look at one of those little pizzas and their toppings are really piled high oh my god i gotta look for that and they're they're a thin pizza but mm, lots of matzo pizza yeah but just look under lots of matzo pizza now is it on is it on a matzo matzo no no it's on a crust crust okay <laughs> And if there ain't a hole in that story, I'll tell you. <laughs> now I know a brand I don't really like. Do you have you ever had DiGiorno's? Oh yeah, but just hang on a second. Okay. So with with the with these pizzas, I was just going to say that they're like a nine inch pizza, mm -hmm. and you think, oh, I could eat the whole thing. Well, you can't. It's because it's piled so high with toppings that you eat half of the pizza and you go, I'm satisfied now. Wow, then, that is so, good. To answer your question, yeah, and I don't like them. I don't like them either. I don't like them. Because they're too thick and they're tasteless, I think. I know. I think so, too. And I know people oh. who love them. Oh, no. Um, no. But no. California Pizza Kitchen, I usually don't eat a whole one. I usually might eat half of it. Amy's has nice pizzas. Never heard of them. Um, Amy's does a lot of more natural, uh, more organic kind of stuff. She mm. has some really nice veggie mm. kinds of pizzas that are delicious now the the pizzas that you that you mentioned uh DiGiorno's <laughs> yep yep I like the way they're packaged they're packaged incredibly cool yeah 
Uh-huh. The box is really cool. You take it out of the box, and then you have to peel back this wrapper, and it's gorgeously packed. Yeah. But yeah. but the yeah. pizzas that I, I'm telling you about are just laid on cardboard, uh, wrapped up in shrink yep. wrap, and that's it, man. Yeah. But they're great. Oh, yeah. I hope I'll you, I hope you both of those. hope you find them and let me know what you think. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. But um, maybe you I've, can't get them in your part of I know. That's what I want to know. I know. It's... That's the thing. Sometimes things can get shipped, you know, on dry ice. I've heard that pizza in Italy is not at all like the pizza, but, you know, that we have in the U.S. But, you know, you can go places where they'll talk about New York-style pizza and Chicago-style pizza Mm -hmm. and, you know, just all kinds of interesting places. The, The different crusts that you can buy... They have prefabricated crusts already that yes, you can that you can buy in um, that that are already made. They 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 come in a uh, plastic. At least the ones I've seen. When I started cooking with uh, students, just to have them not mess with the dough, just mess with the crusts, were wrapped into like two two or three maybe in in mm-hmm. in a pack. And you just pull one out literally and put your toppings in it, put it in the oven. Now I, I can say that and. I'll also say in the same vein, uh, unless you've had different crusts than I have, they are the most horrid tasting crusts I've ever yeah, had. Yeah, I oh, didn't care. Now, God. I want there is a gluten-free one that I want to try that is um, now pre-made like that. I just want to see, you know, what it's like. It's because mm-hmm. it's very thin. Mm-hmm. But I know when I tried the Boboli, oh no, no, no! I said I got to go back to making my own. And then I have also bought. Uh, you can go into places sometimes and find bread dough and just use that and just, you know, take that same dough, um, let it come to a room temperature and then pat it out onto a pizza pan and voila, pizza, you know, if you don't want to make your own. Pizza wants to be kneaded. Too. It wants to be needed. It's true. Oh yes. And then, it gets lonely if it's not needed. It does. <laughs> and another kind is the kind that you can actually they're in little bags and um, you can add water and have them rise on their own. You know, yep. what, like Robin Hood. Yeah, you can buy mixes, mm-hmm. and that's what we used to do. Um, in our house after we were having them delivered. I remember a, a phase where my sister would get out a baking pan and it was, it tended to be an oblong cake pan and just use the mix, make the crust uh, with adding water to it like that. And yeah, yeah. you mm-hmm. can. What I used to do is add a little extra yeast to yeah. make it rise more. Oh yeah. And it gives it more flavor. It really too. turned out good. It really mm-hmm. did. And you can use your bread machine, just use the manual cycle mm-hmm. and make a bread dough. You can do that. Mm-hmm. I do think that the pizza sauces are a little bit uh, thicker than your average, like, tomato or spaghetti sauce. Oh, sure they are, and they're flavored differently, too. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, one that I like, uh, Contadina, is really good. Yep. Mm-hmm. Which ones do you yep. like for sauces? I actually really prefer these days more of a white sauce or a, or a garlic sauce. Okay. Garlic with olive oil. Mm-hmm. Oh. Mm. Oh, I just, I, I like, it brings out more of the other flavors. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, oh, man, do I, I like that. Uh, when I, for a while, when I was in Atlanta, 
I used to go to Uncle Matteo's and get, I don't know if I talked about this on the you, other You did. Thing. I yep. did? Mm-hmm. Okay. Did I tell you what I got on it, though? I... That I got steak and black bean corn salsa and um, asparagus, uh, spinach, maybe sometimes mushrooms and goat cheese. Oh, my God. That was just terrific. That sounds so good. <laughs> oh. It was great. Now, another mm. one more crust that I can think of is the crusts that you can buy that are frozen that you can just take out and thaw them. Notice I didn't say unthaw. Unthaw. <laughs> unthaw. Oh. <laughs> yeah. You can you can you can thaw them and uh, put your toppings on and they're you know they're they're I'd say they're a step right above the kind that you can take out from that are already totally packaged and pre-made up for you. I don't care for it much. But. Yeah. No, I don't either. But, you know, for somebody for somebody who wants to just kind of uh, try it in, in steps, yeah, you know, and get used to it, there are the, those French bread pizzas, yep. too. Oh, yeah. And those I used to eat a lot. Um, I don't really care for them so much now. But, hey, you know, it's, it's not a a bad last minute something there are all kinds of options out there that are so good now i will tend to put my hand in the oven when i think it might be done oh, and sure. i touch the edge of the crust to yeah. tell whether it's crispy yep. or whether it still feels too soft yeah so you know and and there just are wonderful ways to um to play with all of that and you know you can you get pizza cutters if you want. You can, um, you can. Uh, I tend to take it out of my pan and put it on something. Or That's what I if do. it's a real deep dish pan, I'll leave it in the pan. Yep, same here. And how I cut mine is like a picture a clock, and I. So you go from like uh, twelve to six, and then one to seven, that kind of thing. Well, or I, I go two, for, two to eight. I go from. Boy, we're going through a lot of time zones here. <laughs> I go from I go from twelve to three to six to nine usually. In one cut? No, no, no. Cut it right down the center, and then I just turn. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, what I mean. yeah, yep. Yeah, yep. That's what I mean. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's so many different ways that you can do it too. Yeah. Um, but what I wish there were, um, I wish there was a form that you could get. I've never seen one that you could just like press down on it and just cut it. For you, wouldn't that be like great? it cuts your brownies? Yeah, because yeah. even the frozen pizzas can be, you know, I think it it uh, helps to take a little, let it sit for a while before you cut it. Let it sit for a few minutes. I don't agree. <laughs> because, no, no, because when it comes out of the oven, I I'm so hungry that I want to eat it right now. <laughs> you just pick up the whole thing in one slice and start eating it. I don't do that, but no. I, I cut it right. I cut it right away because I'm so okay. darn hungry. I do. Oh. I do agree with you. That's the proper way to do it, but I can't. Do it. I can't. It's like they always say, wait, let your brownies cool before you cut them. Well, oh. I always have to snitch a little bit out of the corner. I know. Because the corners and the ends of the rows, to me, are the best anyway. Now, I guess one last thing to cover is, do you um, do you prefer raw vegetables and put them on your pizza and bake it, or do you saute, or do you do both sometimes? Or I tend to put them on raw. Okay. What about you? Same here. But yeah. I, but I, have... I, I can see doing both. It depends on what the vegetable is. Yeah. Like if it's if it's broccoli or something, I might partially cook it 
just to make sure it's really done. But usually my oven is up at like 500. Okay. So that's, you know, pretty high, but sometimes still a little partial cooking of some things. It depends on what it is, though. How about you? I I do exactly the same thing. I guess it kind of depends on what size I have to cut the vegetables at yeah. the time. Or yeah. There's so many true. factors. Just know, guys, that you can do pizzas any way that you want to, and there's really no wrong way unless you don't invite us over. That's right. Unless you don't <laughs> invite us over. Oh, asparagus. Oh, I don't know what got me thinking about that. Mm. That is a great vegetable to put on a pizza. Due to some fast work, the Hazelnuts show is now a podcast. However, as of this recording, July 24th, 2015, you will have to enter it in manually. We are not yet approved by Apple. So the feed... The feed... Why are you waving at me? I'm talking about Apple not approving us. There are people who said, I... Whoa, whoa, whoa. I don't want to talk about this. I think I know what you're going to say. Wouldn't approve them if I were paid. Well, that's not really true now, is it? I'm sure we'll be approved very soon. But until then, manually enter the podcast feed. It is http colon slash slash acbradio.org slash hazelnuts dot xml that's http colon slash slash acbradio.org slash hazelnuts dot xml and when we are approved just search for the hazelnuts we'll let you know when that happens now it's time for sound bite 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 yeah Bite, bite, bite. Today's soundbite is all about keeping your hands and fingers safe. When operating an electric mixer or blender, make sure its power switch is in the off position before you attempt to plug it in. That way you will avoid any false starts and damage your hands or fingers. Bite, bite, bite. Next week on the Hazelnuts. Do we know what's on next week? You want to do, should we do the Phillips? Yeah. Okay. The Phillips air fryer, where you can get rid of most of the fat in your cooking. Well, you're going to love the show all about things that are fried that aren't fried. (laughs) Well, yeah, because you'll save lots and lots of fat, lots of calories. It's just, it's really wonderful. Okay. The Phillips air fryer coming up next week. Next week. Yay. Yay. All right. Don't you dare miss it, or you'll be sorry. You will, you know. (laughs) No, that's right. Yeah. Thanks for listening and downloading.